The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached Strike Point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you Strike Point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another live show of Strike Point. I'm David Naylor, and my co-host as normal is Michael Denib. Yes, hey there, I'm here. Yes, absolutely. I don't know how much delay we have today, so maybe we will be talking on top of each other as usual. Or maybe we will even if we don't have delays, but um, I think it looks okay so far. Um, we have kicked the sound engineer a little bit, so he's really doing a good job, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Let's hope. Dave Naylor hit the news. He yeah, was talking about a, getting on Sky News last week, and um, it happened. But apparently it was quite different than, than what you thought it would be. Yeah, it was um, very nerve-wracking, to say the least. And it didn't help me messing about like a couple of hours before the TV presentation because it started off with the situation where people were daring me to try and say like Bellend on live TV um, which I should have just come out and said it in all fairness because it would have been hilarious but I didn't um, but it, it kind of happened that once I got my head around this I couldn't get the word out of my head and one of the stories was a Kentucky deputy lose, locking himself in his own cell and panicking and trying to shoot his way out. And so what I thought was what a good way of doing it was that, uh, so a Kentucky deputy locked himself accidentally in his own cell. And I guess he had plenty of options to, to do. He could have like screamed and shouted for help. He could have picked up his cell phone and give one of his friends a quick bell. Ends up with him <laughs> uh, trying to shoot his way out. So I got bell end in the two sentences back to back, which would have, been okay but every time i tried to say it um before i went on the show i just kept saying and he could have just picked up his mobile the bell end <laughs> and i'm like oh god and the more that i thought about it the more i kept saying it and i'm like i'm gonna get kicked off the show it's gonna be security get this man out of here um but yeah it was a bit panicky it wasn't like what i expected it was gonna be um but it was good i'd do it again um so it wasn't too so it was bad. it was more like a, like a, a, some kind of a, a panel or something and you thought you were going into talk only about search well originally when we first um when they first cause they approached us um and basically i thought well obviously they know who i am and or they wouldn't have pro approached us and they must be wanting me to talk about search or something search related what it actually was was for me to talk about the top moving stories on the internet for that day which was like wow okay then let's hope there's something i know about and the guys in the office like, ah you'll be fine you've got an opinion on everything anyway so i thought nothing to it and the five stories i had to cover was one was that kentucky deputy sh trying to shoot his way out of 
his own cell. One was um, Vanessa Paradis wanting uh, Johnny Depp to step down from a movie because of a sex scene with Angelina Jolie. And obviously, Joel and Brad Pitt originally got together on the scene of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, so I was like, um, another one was uh, Toronto University doing a, a study into psychological behavior, why we believe that dark is evil over light. And they've done studies where they put people in a darkened room and people in a very bright room and said, right, every match you get in, in, out of this bag of cards, we'll give you 50 cents. And the people in the dark room obviously cheated um, and got more money. And the, all the tests that they did showed that people in darkened rooms tended to so like be a bit more devious and cheat. So I was like, yeah, well, that goes to figuring if it's in a darkened room, people can't really see what the hell is going on anyway. So yeah. so it's either A, it's a, it's a mistake, or B, the fact that they think, well, no one can see us, we can cheat and earn a little bit more money out of this. So... Um, the problem with that was was that it was run in, I'm going to say this very slowly because I will get it wrong, it was run in the Psychological Scientist by Psychologists. Woohoo! Got it right that time. Um, <laughs> and I was like, if I'm going to try and say that on live TV, I'm going to totally mess it up. Um, so I, I was having to work out how to get around that. And then there was a story about Twitter doing the 50 billionth um, tweet and it's doing 50 million a day so I was like okay I can cover that one easy that's not a problem um, so it was kind of like totally random stuff and it was basically I walked into the studio and it was like ah Mr. Naylor do you want a drink it's like oh yes please and it's like right, if you come here like sit there when I move that chair don't make a noise just follow me sit on the chair and you'll be live and I'm like wow and that was it literally i was like i walked in drank a cup of coffee saw this guy moving a chair and i'm like oh my god what's happening and the next thing i'm live on national tv and i'm like oh my god what the hell is going on here um so yeah so it was a little bit scary to say the least i think next time i do it i'll be a lot better because the fact is that i'll know what it's about and i won't be so kind of like panicky 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 about it um it's, you know what I mean? It's like speaking at <laughs> conferences. That does not worry me in the slightest anymore. I just go and do it. You know what I mean? It's like um, I was slightly out of my com comfort zone, but um, it was okay. It was fun, to say the least. But it's 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 always fun to do um, do press work. I think I've been doing a lot of of interviews and a lot of also on on, on TV, national TV in Denmark. And and it's funny as you say, a lot of times when 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 they ask you in or ask you questions. I think, in, in in my case, I know that it's out of convenience because they very often call me and they know I always have some smart-ass answer, whatever, you know, that they can headline. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and it's basically easier for them to call me and have me come in something than try and find someone new that they don't know about and maybe won't be able to perform when they turn on the cameras or whatever. I, I think it's a lot of to do with convenience. Um, so sometimes they, they, you know, they, they, they do call me on weird things that it's only, you know, not really what I'm an expert in, but, you know, it's something online or something IT. Yeah. In fact, actually, because Denmark is a small country, I used to be, be mostly branded as a, as a search engine expert. But recently, they, they've been promoting me or, or titling me on TV as an IT expert, which, you know, I think is stretching it just a little bit. 
if, if, if you knew how, how bad I am with a computer, <laughs> you wouldn't call me an IT expert. <laughs> but, but, but it's just, you know, I kind of accepted it because I, I, I kind of like it. I think it's fun. And, and as long as I can, um, I think I can, can, can give at least some kind of intelligent answer to what they ask about, I'm fine with it. There was only like, I remember there was one time uh, maybe a couple of years ago, there was a radio station calling me up for an interview, and I can't remember the exact topic, but I remember one thing, and that is it was totally, you know, out of my my area. I, I didn't know anything to say about it. And she was like, oh, no, please, because I really, really need you. I have no one else to put on the show, and, and I know you can always say something. And I said, no, but, you know, listen, I don't know anything about this stuff, and I can't remember what it was. But <coughs> anyway, as it turned out, she was just <coughs> sorry about that. She was just being so pushy. I mean, have you ever have you ever tried to turn down a journalist when they want something? Yeah, it's that, impossible. They, it, it's not impossible, but but they, you you always end up with them acting like uh, that they are all, all almost mad at you. I don't think they're really mad at you. This is just part of how they act as a journalist. <laughs> but but it, they expect you to uh, to do what they asked you to do <laughs> and uh, so i think it was was only that one time that that i refused to to do an interview uh, because i really really didn't think i could contribute with anything intelligent on it but other than that i think i i did come in things i was you know a little you know in the edges of what is my expertise um but, you know yeah. as long as i think i can add something to it and and it's it's not totally stupid then then i'm actually fine with it and <laughs> but you do get surprised on then <laughs> yeah for sure and it's like you say it's like if they want to um push it harder you know what i mean it's really 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 is hard to actually kind of like we like they just the way that they ask things is like pushes you and pushes you till you, you kind of like you think you've said the right thing and then you're like, hang on a minute, no, that's not what I meant. You know what I mean? It's that very much on the lines of like, no, 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 this is what you did mean. This is what you were trying to say. And it's like, no, no, I wasn't. It was like, what I was trying to say was kind of like this, but you've twisted it and now I'm confused. Leave me alone. Um, yeah. But yeah. But it's, I think it's, 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 it's mostly difficult with TV stuff and, and live radio broadcast because you you can't go back and, and and redo it again, and you don't have control of how they edit it. And uh, so sometimes they, you know, you, you maybe you talk on on if it's uh, done offline, uh, you, you you talk in this TV interview for five minutes or ten minutes, and then they, they chop out like two lines and totally out yeah. of context, and 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 they put them in as kind of replies to something other people are saying, or you know, and then it it, it, it totally changes the context of what you said and. And sometimes it, it's okay, but a lot of times it it does appear a bit strange. Yeah, um, I totally lost my track of thought there. Oh, that was it. It was like I I had a a Microsoft gig where Will Carlin, uh, most probably, if you're listening, Will, which you're not, and if someone does tell him, then don't lie. What I'm going to say, who was most probably the best England captain that we ever had in our England rugby club. Um, but he was saying that about the media, whether it's 
on TV or whether it is in the press, it's like they have an agenda. They have an agenda before they actually even interview you. And the problem with that is, is that no matter what you say, they will take the bits that they want, add it to their agenda, stitch it all together, and they'll make you look golden or absolutely stupid. Um, and it really is depending on what they believe. You know I mean? Yeah, but that you know, again, it's it's it's. I I had a lot of years of of, of practical training with 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 TV people. Uh, I also worked a little bit behind the scenes scenes a lot of years ago. So a lot of a lot of years ago, I I, I started taking more control of things, and and I don't claim that I have total control of what happens when 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 I'm on TV, but I I do think that I'm 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 getting better at it. And, and one thing that, that I try to control is, is to control the scene. Uh, a lot of times they want to set the scene. And, and, and in that case, you, you, you want to you try and understand why they want to do that. For instance, a few times uh, they asked to come home in my home, in my private home, and do the interview there. And, and that's, you know, nine out of ten, I refuse to do that. Yeah, because then then uh, they're they're setting uh, uh, the scene in. They, I know what they're doing. They they want to come to my home and they want to zoom in on little things in my home and have no control of what little pieces of gadget or dust in the in the corner of my living room or whatever it is they pick up that that they're gonna uh, illustrate what I'm what I'm talking about with. And um, so I'm trying to control the scene and 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 also control the direction of the interview. I mean, you can you can sometimes see it with very experienced pol- uh, politicians how they can control an interview, and even even with very very uh, experienced journalists. I'm not I'm not claiming I'm even half as good as that, but but you know I I think I'm I'm you know learning it, and and at least I'm trying uh, to do that because especially when it's a little more controversial cases and things like that, I I want to come out with something that that I can defend. Uh, I don't want to be abused and 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 you know stick out as as being being wrong in one way or another. Um but it's not easy. <laughs> it certainly isn't. It certainly isn't. Anyway, I think we've uh, raveled on enough about the media as it is and how they twist things. So if we take a quick break, um I guess we'll discuss why I've take, decided to take the side of Google in the EU versus um, Google at this moment in time. Yeah, but I think we need a quick break before we go into that. Yep. So we can uh, present our lovely sponsors. So uh, if you stay with us a couple of minutes, we'll be right back. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> XYZ on the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybe. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the click into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866 XY7 page. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7. 
come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link-building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Strike Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to Strike Point. So, just before the break, I said the the unthinkable, the unthinkable that I'm actually siding with Google for once, and I want to kind of like go on record. You know, I mean, okay. Primarily, this is my own personal point of view this is not the point of view of webmaster radio it's not the point of view of my company um it's just something that i feel inside and i say that as, not as a legal disclaimer but just for the the fact that this is like the way that i see it now i don't agree with google um when they launched the credit card search that they were ppc in it in their own search engine and they were number one across the board for every credit card term you could think of in the UK. I don't agree with that. What I do agree with with Google is is the fact that they should be allowed to make sure that their organic results are the best for their consumers. Now the situation with um, the companies like Foundem and Chow is that they believe in their own mind that they are better than all the other comparison search engines out there. And that's just not the case. You know what I mean? When you look at the, the amount of money that is spent by some of the large comparison search engines, the difference is the branding alone, okay? So that's the first thing. You know what I mean? It's like if I'm going to go and compare car insurance, I'm going to hit compare the Meerkat. Unquestionably, it's all over TV. I'm going to be on there. I might not use them, but I will. I, I will certainly search for that. I'd never even heard of N- found them. 
You know what I mean? It's like, never heard of them until one day one of the people came up to me from the, the fandom um, and hassled me at a search conference, which I don't like at the best of times when people start telling me that I'm wrong, okay? That I've got it all <laughs> wrong, that Google has been evil, and that they are punishing us because we are a direct competitor to them. Found them, you're not. I've got a video that I was going to actually post on my website when I was looking for some cheap flights. I used a cheap flight search engine. Yeah, I didn't really find what I liked from there. And I, I thought, oh, this is the perfect example that where Foundum is going to come out into its own. So I've searched for cheap flights in their search box and it brought up things like books for cheap flights and wigs and all this weird stuff that had nothing to do with cheap flights whatsoever. So my experience to start off with was very negative. But I thought I'd give it the benefit of the doubt. I will go back to the homepage and I will drill through it as if I'd, I'd not searched and I'd not come into the place where I was supposed to do. So I go to Foundum um, I click on the, the chat, the flights thing. I put in where I'm going to, where I'm going to fly from, where I'm going to go to. The number one result that I click on, four fours. The second one says, this affiliate has closed their program. The third one was, this affiliate closes the, has closed their program. The next one was said, server time, server updating time. When I go to the affiliate site that they are linking to, it's not the affiliates, it's not the merchant site that's down, it's the affiliate tracking URL that's down. Now, I know these aren't Foundum's problems, but from a user experience, it was shoddy. I didn't like it at all. Now, if I didn't like it, why the hell would I want Google to present them as being the best comparison website out there when clearly they're not? Um, so, and then maybe I we should um, uh, take it back uh, just a few steps and explain about the actual case and uh, that's being brought up uh, within the uh, EU. I'm just having a quick drink because I didn't stop talking then and everything went a little bit dry. Yeah, so basically... <laughs> Foundum, um, uh, th there's basically what's happened is that Foundum said originally that they'd been penalized um, in Google because of the type of website that they were. Um, and they kept pushing and poking around. This has been going on for years. They set up a website which is now backed by Microsoft. Microsoft, I think that's a mistake. Just for the record, I think it's a mistake. And then Chow CIAO jumped in on the bandwagon and said, yeah, hey, we're a comparison website. And they've got connections with Microsoft as well. So I do believe that the EU should investigate Google. But I, on the grounds of this, this is not right. You know what I mean? This is kind of like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Well, what don't I don't have... understand... <coughs> what I don't understand is um, why Google have not clearly communicated back... The, the terms of service they have, the the the, um, the editorial and I is it in the editorial or the technical guidelines? I forgot about that. But anyway, it's in the Google guidelines saying they do not want to index search result pages. So yes, I don't understand the fuss. I mean, that is what what is important to me is transparency. If Google go out and say we will collect all the information in the world and we will rank it accordingly to quality, then they also have to do that. So if they have a secondary agenda. They need to tell us about that. But if they put up guidelines like we don't want to index uh, adult sites or we don't want to index hate sites, even if they're legal, or we don't want to index this site or that site or search site, 
they're totally in their rights to do so and define what kind of search engine they want to be. If they decide they don't want to index Danish websites, I, you know, if, if that's what they uh, uh, disclaim or de de declare, then I don't have a problem with that, or I may have a problem with it, but it, at least it's fair <laughs> enough. They, 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 have, they are totally in the right. Just as a newspaper, a newspaper doesn't have to write every single story. They don't have to write your story. They don't have to write my story. They have an editorial right to do what they think is right. But they also have at least a moral obligation to communicate to the public and to their readers what their agenda is, how they how they do what they do, and and why they select the way they do. And and I mean, most newspapers don't have a problem communicating that. And and I think in this case, particularly regarding uh, uh, comparison sites that are search result pages, basically, it, it's very clear that, that Google don't want to promote those kind of things. And they don't want to do that because search users are fed up with results like that. When I'm searching in Google, I'm not searching for search results in other websites. I'm searching for results, end results. You know, when I'm looking yeah. for a place to buy a DVD player, I'm not looking for another search engine that can display other listings of places to buy a DVD player. I'm looking for places to buy the DVD player. So I think Google is, in this case, serving up what is best for the users and what they always always said that they were, were, were about doing. So I think it's a little silly case. But on the other hand, I think that there are cases hidden there that are so difficult to, to, to prove, but cases where Google have been penalizing on wrong terms or have been been delisting websites on on unfair terms and also where you could claim that that it's not fair given the fact that they they, they are their major player in in that search market but this case i just don't see yeah i mean it, it, i mean when you say that google have penalized websites how many times when you've looked into it if you were Google, you would have penalized that website yourself. Most times. They, most times. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they'd broken the terms and conditions. Now, I know the terms and conditions. Okay. It's, maybe Joe Public doesn't know the terms and conditions. But that is exactly the same, in my opinion, of like opening up a high street shop selling wigs and putting naked models, live models, not mannequins, naked models with wigs on in your window and wondering why people complain about obscenities. And you go, well, I didn't know. It's like you you, you have to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if you're a business and you're, if you're an online business, you have to know the rules of the, the game when it comes to internet marketing. And it's no good whinging about the fact that you, I mean, I'm working with a company at the moment. They have built an absolute kick-ass um, comparison website for, it's like, I don't want to go into total specifics anyway, because someone will track me down and go, oh, that's what Dave Nail is doing. Um, but it's all Ajax. It's totally, almost yeah. unindexable. Now, I'm going through and saying, look, let's, we're doing it from a technical point of view. We're breaking it back down. We're rebuilding it back up. But they are by far got more of that industry indexed in their database than anybody else. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's like yeah. they've got massive big server clusters. It's very, very, I mean, technically, I've not seen anything like it in a long, long time. But it's unindexable. You know what I mean? And I look at it and it's like, they're like we're under some sort of Google penalty. And I'm like, no, you're not. You basically, you've opened up your shop, you know what I mean, selling 
guns and alcohol in the Bible Belt. You know what I mean? It's like you, you've picked the wrong, you've used the wrong message, the wrong technology for the industry that you want to be in. And if you want to be within the the internet search marketing industry and market your website correctly, you have to build it for the search engines. You've got to let the search engines in there. You've got to let them be able to index it. You've got to give them all the right quality indicators. You've got to be the, the site that is out there promoting themselves amongst the media outlets. You've got to have that essence of like what a big website is. I remember someone quoted Hugh Hefner years ago. The reason why he liked online dating was that online no one knew if you were a dog or not. And that was perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, it was the truth. And it was like, it's, and I used to say it's sort of like little companies you might be a one man band but if you've got the biggest bestest website out there you look like a billion dollar company that's not true anymore you know what I mean? Google has moved on. They've got much better. They know if you're a billion-dollar company or not because all the quality indicators that come to your website will say whether you're a quality company or not. I've just done a search now in Google.co.uk for cheap car insurance, and at half past eight on on the eighth of March, Money Supermarket is number one. Compare the market is number two. Confused is number three. Elephant.co.uk is number four. More than is number five. These are big, big companies. These aren't little mum and pop websites. These advertise on the television. I bet that they will get more traffic for their brand terms than they will for that cheap car insurance term. I almost, you know what I mean, I will bet my bottom dollar on it. And you look at it and it's like, okay, there's a couple in there that you think, wow, they've done well. You know what I mean? It's like, I wonder how they've sneaked in the back door. But on the on general, the stuff that is in there is very, very, very good. You know what I mean? It's high quality. It, it's there because it is not gaming the search engines. It is in line with the search engine's rules and regulations, I mean, insurance exp uh, Express Insurance was the next one that I kind of looked at. I was like, what the hell? Um, it looks a bit spammy, to be honest with you. It looks like a lot of gateway pages and auto-generated content. Um, I don't know who's doing that, but bravo for for, for ranking in there. Um, you know what I mean? But it's like, generally, Google's organics... If they are unedited down, it's because they're breaking the terms and conditions. If you're not ranking, it's normally because you're not in line with the search engines, what they want to see. And I'm sorry if that's you, you can't afford to rank it there. But if you can't afford to rank there, then you most probably shouldn't be there. Um, but I think you know what 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 where. Some sites may have an issue, and I think, for instance, <coughs> I think actually Bob King, um, if some of you have been around this industry long enough, you probably remember one of my old good friends, Bob King, had a site called Search King, and um, he was he was selling, uh, basically selling PageRank back then, uh, and um, 
And Google deliberately punished him by lowering his page rank and and also his actual ranking in, in search results. So he got a lot of this yeah. uh, search traffic and stuff. He got a lot a lot of referral traffic though from um, <laughs> from when he filed a suit against Google for for doing that. Now he didn't have the money to actually go through with that case. It only went through the first few steps in in the in the, in the legal system, and he, and he he didn't have the money to to take it all the way. And and Google was was um, was obviously uh, uh, ready to fight it uh, all the way. Um, so we never really got into that case. But I think in in such a case where it appears, or maybe you can even you know produce some kind of documentation or proof that Google is deliberately punishing you because of of uh, other things than than their editorial policies or or you know for political reasons or because they don't like you or something then then uh, i think due to their uh, dominance in the market there may be a case and um, there might be real cases in europe too uh, i would guess that is uh, the question is of course how well documented those cases are and, and whether or not they they're going to pursue um any legal actions on on, on google uh, but I do think those cases are out there. I just don't think that this particular case is it. <laughs> no, I th- you know I, mean? I, th- I think it, it's not it's not well grounded, um, and I, I just think that the way that they're coming at it is most probably a little bit wrong. I know that they've um, been on about the fact that what was it the um, PPC side of things. Now, again, it's the, the PPC where they only want so many, a, a certain type of website indexed. Then, yeah, I can appreciate that. I don't like it when it happens to me. Um, I mean, I don't like it when it's like they knock out one and they leave in spam websites or fake websites and stuff like this. I don't, you know, what I mean, I don't like that sort of stuff full stop. Um, but, it's something that you battle with um, and you try to sort out with Google on a one-to-one basis. Um, but it's I definitely don't think that you've got the situation where um, they have deliberately said, found them, you are competing directly with us, therefore we will actually not rank you. Um, I just don't think that happened. Um Personally, you know what I mean? I just don't think it happened. No, I don't think that, um, that is the case. In anyway, I don't know if... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed the uh, Google's sharing the verification love in Webmaster Tools. I think that's awesome. I'm going to do some positive stuff for Google because it's like I've done a lot <laughs> of negative stuff just recently. Uh, one, of, one of my big bitches about Webmaster um, Central, is it called Webmaster Central still? I can't remember. Well, anyway, the Webmaster Tools verification is that you could only verify a site into your own account. Now you can add users. That's a big bonus. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. someone can say, can you have a quick can you have a quick look at my Webmaster Tools account and tell me if everything's A-OK? Yep, not a problem. Um, just add me. It's dead simple to do. Add a user. Put in my Gmail account. Bish, bash, bosh. I've got access. Superb. Yeah, um, I've been waiting for that. And for if you so saw long. the... Yeah. Um, apparently, they've upped the uh, site hack stuff in Webmaster Tools as well. That's another good thing because it's... You know what I mean? It, it was a pain 
like when I got hacked and it didn't show me. Um, so I'm really, really happy that that's come into the play as well. Uh, I'm not too sure about the SEO report card that they've actually developed, um, which if you actually go to googlewebmastercentral.blogspot.com, um, you can actually download it. It's a 1.6 meg file. And basically what it is, I guess the best way of describing it is um, it's like a cheat sheet. The things that you need to kind of make sure that you, your four fours, broken links, simplifying URL choices. Um, so it's all the different Google products that are there that will help you. Um, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's 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 an inexperienced cheat sheet, I guess, is the best way of describing it. Um, yeah. But again, it's it's the show that they're actually pushing out stuff yet again, and hopefully that this sort of stuff will keep on coming from them. And you know what I mean? It's they're doing the right thing. They're making the right noises to me. Um, I know that for a while they they weren't making the right noises, in my opinion. I think that they were very much on the lines of like we need to kind of like just be all dominant. Um, but I think that at the moment, the Webmaster Tools team is doing a very, very good job. But I think, I think you know, I the, think the, the, the organics team... Uh, I think the Webmaster Tools team has always been doing a bit job. I just think that the problem with the, yeah. the Google Webmaster Tools team is not so much the team because the people on the team has always been great. But I think that they have had a lack of resources they they haven't had enough resources enough uh, improvement or, 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 or backup from from um, from from google's uh, management uh, and i know that they they uh, the, the the times that i talked directly to them um they had so many more ideas and they had resources to uh, to carry through uh, i mean as we talked about before a lot of us uh, webmasters and SEOs would really like a functional, well-functioning uh, uh, and, and, and correct uh, web search API. And last time I spoke to the to the um, web tools uh, people, they were all for it. You know, they they wanted it to provide it. So it's not that they don't want to give it uh, give it to us, but it does require some resources, you know, to to make it and also to host it uh, on on servers strong enough for for all of us um, heavy users. So I think that the, the the team behind it are great, but I still think that that um, it would be wise for Google to um, to allocate more resources into it. Because then we could do even more positive news yeah. about Google. Um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't like bashing Google over and over and over. Oh again. yes, you do. I think that Street View, they've yeah maybe a little <laughs> bit. I think the Street View stuff is that they the same as that we have to abide by the Google laws that they set out for their website. They've got to apply by the governing laws for the either whether it's Italy, Denmark, the UK, um, you know what I mean? So I think that's important that they respect those kind of things. And I think sometimes that they don't. I think sometimes that they run into things um, and launch stuff without really thinking the the complete kind of like effect of what it's going to happen. Buzz was the 
the prime example. You know what I mean? It's like let's just get it out there. And to me, that 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 was you know I mean that was a major clusterfuck. You know what I mean? Big styley. Uh, it, it's they got a lot of bad press over that, and I think that's you know I mean. They, they don't say sorry either. You know what I mean? They're almost like politicians <laughs> no. sometimes. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like it seems to be the hardest thing for them to say. You know what I mean? Um, and it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? It's like we all make mistakes. It's like when you do make a mistake, Google, just come out and say we made a mistake. Don't be afraid to pull it back and then roll it back out again. Yeah. It seems to be like it's an arms race between them and the rest of the world. And it, I think that if they just stopped and looked at the things that what made them really, really good and the darlings of the media and just f- focused on that a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, it's they certainly wouldn't get so much of a bashing from me all the time. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, and it is, you know what I mean? It's one of those things that... It's. I like it. You know what I mean. I, I like being positive about Google. Um, it's like it's not often we do it, but it's like they do do a really good job. Um, and things do get through now and again, and bad people get through. You know what I mean. Like take wait, McCoy. How many people have got PHP info running on their PHP servers? There's a massive zero day exploit for that at the moment. Um, do you really want to have PHP info on there? Is the people bi- link building to your competitors or link building to your website using that? Now, I'm sure that someone in Google has already spotted this and are trying to work a, a fix to it at the moment, but at the moment, it's there. It's massive. Um, and I don't know how, how many people even realized that was out there until I even said it. You know what I mean? It's like I noticed it two days ago, and it's kind of like it seemed to hit like security focus and stuff like that. Um, but it's an exploit. You don't want that. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want these sort of things. It's like th- they're fighting the good people and the bad people and I think sometimes we have to remember that and we always think that hey they're just out to get us you know what I mean it's like I've got issues at the moment with Google that it looks like they've penalized some of my stuff and I don't think they should have done um, I'm most probably not going to sue them um, <laughs> you know what I mean but I will kind of basically push it a little bit and kind of go hey you know what I mean it's uh, it's anyway, one of those things unfortunately that I think we uh, need to go take for a quick... You're going to go for another break? <laughs> yeah, I think we take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, talk a little more about the legal side of it. And also, there's... Um, I don't know, it's, it's it's a little bit of news to me at least. Uh, at least I, I wasn't aware of how, how serious it is. But there's some, some you know, serious legal issues that all of you need to think about in the global age of internet. Uh, at least I wasn't aware how 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 dangerous it actually is from a legal point of view to do what we do. Um, anyway, we're going to talk more about that in just a second. So um, please welcome our sponsors. Stay with us. We're back in a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, makes its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. 
AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new Search Engine Marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with Revenue Wire, conversions have increased dramatically. Revenue Wire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome to the final part of Strike Point. It's like, whenever you want to turn off the bloody music, Brasco, I'm good to go. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. I'm told to let it run a little bit. <laughs> I'm told to run it a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, over, I'll overrun you a little bloody bit in a Hummer next time I see you. There. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but, I'm, but I make more noise when I run you over. Um, I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks. Where though. are what we? Yeah, in New York. Yes, music adds drama. I have enough drama in my life, Matt. Um, so the legality side. Oh, did you hear about the um, new UK thing that the the government's trying to pass at the moment? Which is the oh, what's it called? It's like a DMCA, but what they will do is they will block the websites from actually getting back into the UK, a bit like the China, Great Wall of China. So yeah, we, if you complain to the like UK that. government, that <laughs> it's awesome. And the problem is, is that YouTube could be banned in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> That's that gonna make kind of, that's gonna make a dent, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna that could that could be a problem for some. 
Anyway, I promised to talk a little bit about some some legal issues that at least I, I haven't been so much aware of before now. But um, the thing is that that we're all kind of operating in a global space because what we do is accessible from anywhere in the world. Putting it on the web, anybody can access yeah. it. And um, so you never know exactly what country laws that you're going to fall under. You know, if you publish something, and and especially if you if you publish things in in the big languages, you know, German, uh, English, uh, maybe even Chinese. You know, some at least the, the, or Arabic. Some some of the last uh, big languages. Come, uh, 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 people in different countries can claim that you are somehow um, liable to their laws. And this can come into place in a, in, in, into play in a lot of uh, with a lot of issues with marketing laws and and trading laws and things like that. But one thing that 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 kind of scared me uh, recently is that um, the, the the liable uh, laws or I'm not sure if you call it liability laws or, or laws about slandering and allegations and defamation and things like that. Anyway, I think you know what, what, what we're talking about here. If I, I claim something that is not true about you or your company or your religion or whatever it is, um, you can you can in most countries sue me uh, for that. And if I cannot prove the correctness of what I'm saying, uh, I'm somehow liable for that and, and I get fined. In Denmark, we have cases, of course, like that. Most countries probably have. Um, but in Denmark, if if I say something totally wrong about you or your company, um, you know, I, I, at the most, I would have to pay you maybe 10,000, maybe 20,000 pounds uh, and then some expenses for court, uh, which would be only a few thousand pounds uh, usually. So, you know, it would maybe cost me 20 or 30,000 pounds if, if, if I, you know, say something that I wasn't allowed to say. <coughs> in other countries, the laws are very different. And what I found out is that, or what, what you know, legal advisors tells me is that England is the worst country in the world when it comes to libel laws, um, from the accused's point of view, of course. Because the thing is, running these cases in the in the UK seems to be extremely expensive compared to uh, uh, prosecuting cases like that in the rest of the world or on places like Denmark. So it's only people that 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 have a lot of money to back them up that, that run these cases. But basically what happens is people with a lot of money, big banks, uh, big uh, uh, interest nations, uh, um, can, can, can bring your company or your block or your person into the UK legal system because if you're publishing something in English and it's accessible in the UK, which it is, is if you put it on the web and it's not blocked by the UK wall of China or Chinese wall, <laughs> then um, you can you can be uh, held um, legally responsible for it. And that's what happened to uh, a couple of times now, and that's why I bring it up and why I got, got more aware of it. A couple of times recently it happened to Danish newspapers because they publish their stuff on the web, so it's accessible in the UK. And sometimes the Danish newspapers, they also make uh, uh, cartoons, as you may remember, there was a Danish cartoon uh, case recently. Um, and they also sometimes translate some of their articles into English, because sometimes some of the articles uh, gain some, some international interest and they, they translate them and bang, there you have it. You have English text or you have a cartoon that doesn't require any text and it's accessible in the UK, then you can sue the newspaper in the UK. And that's exactly what happened two times in the past couple of years 
uh, last time was just recently um, a um, a group of of Muslims somewhere. I'm, I'm not even exactly sure about the, the formation of the group. It's it's not all of Muslims in the world. It's it's a group of I think ninety thousand Muslims or something that feel felt very offended about uh, those uh, cartoons that um, that was happening in Denmark. You probably all heard about. Um, I'm not going to dig deeper into that one. It was stupid anyway. Uh, but the thing is, this this group then then sues the newspaper in UK, and the problem is that. Just the, the the case itself, it, the legal case, would cost the newspaper um, several million pounds just to to run the case. So even if they win the case, it would still cost them several million pounds. And the next thing is, if they if they if they lost the case, if they were going to lose the case, that newspaper would close down. It would they, it would literally cost them so much money that the entire company would have to close down. And so yeah. so they basically had to make an out-of-court settlement with this group, which they did, just recently paid them some and made some official excuses and stuff like that. Um, I don't know all the details of it. But the thing is, people with a lot of money can pressure you or your company or anybody to do things that you would not otherwise do because of that uh, globalization of, of the legal system and, uh, and the way that you can take it up in the UK. Um, so just watch out. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the bill that I was talking about is the digital economy bill, um, and basically the idea behind it is is to is for in, copyright infringement and the ISPA, the IS yeah the ISP Internet Service Providers Association, um, basically said that it's like. It's so misjudged. It's like disproportionate proportionate to what the public wants. And the problem is, is that if there was copyright infringement going on to places like Google Docs, as an example, then Google Docs, all of it gets banned. You know, I mean, you wouldn't be able to get to Google Docs from the UK if copyright stuff is getting put onto YouTube. If YouTube is blocking it in the UK, but Google's cache shows it in the UK then google.com gets blocked. So the ramifications of it, and the problem is is that because of the way that this is worded, it means that if it gets actually passed, it means that Microsoft could close down its, don't show cash, don't do this, and then just go after Google, and literally, we'd have to, as an ISP, we'd have to block Google um, at router level, so they would not be able to get into the UK until the court case was settled and and as you know court cases do tend to drag on a little bit um <laughs> so it's 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 it's, it's going to be an interesting one i think TechCrunch covered it uh paul carr um had a, a really good piece on there um at the moment i think there's a lot of hysteria from both sides i think that they're still pushing this digital economy bill through at the moment there's amendments going into it left right and center so there's people saying that like, people say, this is the best thing in the world. You know, I mean, this is going to save the internet. And there's other people are saying this is going to destroy the internet. Um, to me, it's like I'd like to see how it rolls out. I think that it's if we can block fake websites, spam site websites, malicious websites, then I think that that's awesome. You know what I mean? I think that's really good that the government will do that. I think that if it can be used 
inappropriately. Um, I mean, today I could get O2 blocked. You know what I mean? They're using proxies. They're taking my content without my permission. Um, even though there's a robots.txt file on there, blocking everything, their proxies are still indexing it, and that stuff is now on the internet. You know what I mean? It's like I did but my I bit. I blocked the search engines. But I don't. I don't. I, well, you don't believe you that O2. I don't. I don't like uh, um, the. Basically, I don't like the idea of of having to block anything. Uh, I, I, you know, ideally, uh, we wouldn't have to block anything. Bad stuff would just be, you know, uh, diminished, or, or you know, people wouldn't wouldn't care about it, or, or you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't appear. But um, the, the thing is that there are there are certain things that I think most of us can agree to block. Um, child porn is, is one of them, of course, that I don't think, you know, any sane person would, would think is okay to have out there. And we should do anything to block that and stop that. And also, you know, extreme hate sites, terrorism and things like that, that, you know, there are definitely things or, or, or areas of things that should be blocked. But the problem is as soon as you start introducing these, uh, these uh, uh, techniques and you put up the firewall, um, it's so easy for administrators to just add a little more thing to it, add a little more thing to it, add a site more to it, and, and that's where 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 I think it, it it's get get dangerous. So, so what I would like as a citizen and as a as an online entrepreneur is that there's some security in the in the way that they block things. There needs to be a legal system in place that 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 first of all handle manage that. The blocking is well, well argumented, and if something is blocked, there's a legal way that you can um, the, you can um, you can challenge that blocking. For instance, if it's if it's your site that uh, they decide to ask add to the to the UK uh, uh, China wall, then then you should have a legal you know way to um, to 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 um, to combat that or, or challenge that uh, decision. And, and that's where I see the danger that it becomes just an administrative uh, tool that they can just, you know, tweak and add sites to. <laughs> well, you'd hope that they'd be responsible enough to to run it properly. They most probably won't be, but you'd hope that they would. Um, and I think, and on that note, it's most probably to wrap up the show and yep. say see you next Monday, everybody. Ching ching. Next week.